Hi, everybody. Today, we're going to be speaking with Mike Koskina. He is an expert when it comes to SDR. He's going to speak about how it is to outsource your SDR team. And if you're going to have an inside SDR team, he's going to share if it should be under marketing or sales. He's also going to talk about what makes a good SDR to account executive ratio and what mistakes a new sales manager will make at the beginning. We have a really great episode and I hope you learn a lot. Thanks. Startup Sales is a podcast about what it's really like to get a business off the ground. We talk with founders, CEOs, and sales VPs from the high-tech market. You'll learn how to build and scale a sales team. You'll also hear about the growth challenges and tough decisions from others who have had both successes and failures. And now, your host of the Startup Sales Podcast, Adam Springer. Michael, thanks for uh, being with us today. Yeah, thanks for having me, Adam. Great. Why don't we start with uh, giving me a, a quick overview of Demand Drive? Yeah, sure. So, um, you know, uh, I, I've been with Demand Drive for five years. We've been in business for about seven. Um, and currently, we, uh, you know, we help uh, B2B so- enterprise software. Uh, companies um, usually around uh, uh, Series B funded and up um, scale and grow their SDR teams. When you say help grow their s- and scale the SDR teams, what do you mean? Uh, so as far as um, you know, helping them even with um, you know, obviously training the SDR on their product, um, generating revenue uh, and closed business for for our clients. And from there, you know, as the programs progress, they, we, we see a lot of our clients adding reps because their revenue goals are, are growing year over year, right, as they grow. So to hit those revenue goals, they need to add additional SDRs or maybe they started with an outbound program and that's doing great. They want to add with one rep and now they want to add a second outbound rep. Um, and split the U.S. or have an outbound and an inbound team. Um, so there's all sorts of different um, facets to to the programs on how we help them scale. It really uh, comes down to like aligning um, objectives with our clients, sales development leadership, and demand drive. But um, overall, we we become a, a real true extension of their team. That's really what separates demand drive is um, like. You, you feel like a part of, of your client sales team. Okay, great. So an outsourced uh, SDR team uh, on, on demand. Exactly. Wow, terrific. So you have a lot of experience in there. And uh, so why don't we start digging into that? Uh, let's go with the ongoing debate, SDR. Does it report to marketing or sales? What do you? What have you found to be the best? Um, so, I mean, that's that's a question that can definitely spark a lot of debate. Um, you know, when there's like a higher volume of uh, of lead gen, right, and and you need to go through like a, a, a lot of a lot of leads or or, or do do outbound. Um, 
there's two different ways of looking at it. I think it's, you know, we've seen it be more effective um, to report up to sales when there's a lot of um, uh, a lot of leads that need to be followed up on. But then again, when you're taking more of an account-based strategy, um, you should really be, uh, you know, be tighter aligned to marketing uh, because they'll be doing, you know, account-based marketing, targeted paid digital ads to, you know, major accounts, maybe top 50, top 100. And you really want those SDRs focused on prospecting into those accounts and knowing and being really synced up with marketing. Um, so really whatever the end goal is of the program, whether it's to, you know, follow up on inbound leads and it, yeah, to report into marketing. Um, but if they're looking at like uh, strategic, you know, outbound and things like that and target accounts um, from like a cold, a cold perspective, uh, you know, sales is, is usually a better spot to roll up under. Okay. And why, why is that for both of them? Um, well, so with the marketing, obviously, so like, uh, touching on that, like being aligned to like what, what marketing objectives are, like who are the accounts, um, you know, what message messaging is very important when it comes to, to, to rolling up under marketing, um, and, uh, for sales, um, say they want to add like, uh, you know, we had a client recently, they want to add, you know, uh, you know, 20 new logos by the end of the year. Um, and that one where we're rolling up under their VP of sales and it's very, you know, clear cut. We know what, what our objective is there. Um, that's what, how, how he's being measured and, um, you know, we're there to, su to support him and execute on their behalf, um, in the, you know, highest quality fashion for them. Okay. So tell me what, what kind of company should start looking into building an SDR team or I should ask what stage should the company be in? Yeah. So that's a really good question. And like over, over the years, we started working with, with younger, uh, younger companies, right? Like series a and, 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 and startup type companies. Um, that can be a little tricky, uh, just in the sense that, um, you know, first they need to establish product market fit. Uh, and that's usually like they got an angel round or a series a, um, so if we start working with them before product market fit is, is established, then, um, you know, they may not, it may not be a successful program. Whereas we noticed, you know, working with series B and up, uh, the, the VC firms are coming in providing, um, you know, an injection of capital in the series B round to scale sales and marketing. <clears throat> so that those first rounds of funding are for, you know, building the product and engineering and all that stuff. Well, once they, they have a really good product, they've researched the market. Um, now it's time to, to really, to grow, to grow this, uh, this, this, this company that they've, they've created. And that's where we come in. Okay. So basically when, once you've found the product market, <clears throat> product market fit and, uh, and have gotten past that stage, then you should start building out an SDR team. Exactly. 
Okay. Now, what kind of ratio do you have between uh, SDR and uh, a account executive? So it varies across, uh, you know, all, all of our clients. Um, it really depends on, uh, I guess, a few things here. So, like, uh, one uh, account executive salary is much higher than your average SDR's salary. So, having more, we used to see, you know, a company with six account executives with three SDRs. Um, and, and what account executives are focused on doing, right, is closing business. So they're going to default to uh, closing deals. Prospecting is kind of a, a, an afterthought to them, or they don't really want to do it. Um, just in general, there's obviously exceptions to that. But yeah, they, they have to hit their quota. Um, so having an engine, uh, like, for example, you know, demand driver or any sales development team working to just tee up uh, highly qualified meetings for, for their account execs to then put into their pipeline, and then they work their, their pipeline deals and, and just strictly focus on closing. Sales development strictly focuses on generating that pipeline for the, the sales reps. Okay. But uh, you, you gave a number of three reps to three SDRs to six account executives that you've seen before. Is that a good ratio or what, what would a good ratio be? Yeah. So, so yeah, so it it really depends on, you know, um, on a number of factors on on what the company wants to achieve, but a good ratio would be like the opposite, right? So like if they have six AEs and three SDRs, um, Make it six SDRs and have three AEs and have two SDRs support each AE. Um, that way, they're getting um, you know more bang for their buck, and the AEs can focus on what they're good at doing. Their strengths lie in closing deals, and um, and that's that's really what's going to drive ultimately drive you know top top line re- revenue for the company. Okay, so two two SDRs for one account executive. Yeah, roughly. I would say that you know, and, and sometimes it's uh, it's even a one to one ratio, right? Like it it comes down to um, you know a company's budget for the sales sales or marketing team, um, but um, there is you you want to kind of work backwards. So say your your revenue target is a million dollars in closed business for for twenty eighteen work backwards with your conversion rates how many you know uh meetings do i need to set up in order to to hit that number with the you know what's going to convert into an op what's going to convert into closed business and then you work backwards to get the proper number of uh sdrs and and account executives respectively and is it the same rule applies uh, as far as one to one or two to one uh, for outbound versus inbound? Um, so, uh, yeah, that, that's actually a really great question. I think inbound you can do obviously like much more. Uh, you can be you, you can be much more effective in, in, in with inbound. You have a, a clear a clear lead view or a contact view in Salesforce or in sales loss with all the automation tools out there and you can really fly through uh, and qualify inbound leads in or out that being said when you know what we have preached since day one here is 
you, if you get an inbound, uh, say it's like a director of marketing at XYZ company, um, that down that came in as a MQL, um, you may you you may call that person because they're on your list, but we still look at it from an account based approach, usually across all of our projects, and 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 have our reps bring in another two or three people, like the VP of marketing, the CMO, maybe go lower and try and get get some intelligence there. Um, so you're you're getting it. You're starting out at a, from an inbound point. But then that's jumping into doing outbound. So there's really like a, there's no magic bullet. I'm a very strong believer in um, you need both. Like a company can't just rely on their blog to produce produce enough MQLs or anything like that to to be successful in the long run. Ultimately, you're going to need outbound at some point. Yeah. All right, and. And how is outbound different uh, for the SDR team than inbound? Um, so uh, you know, outside of uh, you know, when you're when you're reaching out for for inbound, you're you're following up on say like a webinar covering sales effectiveness um, that that uh, you know maybe a sales consulting firm put on, and you would reach out as an SDR and say. You know, hey John, uh, I'm reaching out here from XYZ Company. I wanted to make myself available to you as a resource. I know you had attended this webinar. Um, you know, wanted to get your thoughts on it. So it's a little bit more conversational in the sense, like you know, you're 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 being consultative, op- opening up to the prospect and and seeing really you know, what piqued their interest in the webinar? Is it, was it educational? Was it, uh, you know, is there a bigger initiative going on? And is this the person to speak to? Sometimes or many times they're, you know, delegated to, to uh, you know, to either evaluate solutions or, um, you know, wa- download content to then report back to a senior executive. So they, so you're working this, inbound lead but really you need to to leverage that conversation into to to get intelligence into what's going on there so that's the inbound side the outbound is much more strategic um uh, you can't just you know send out like 20 or or like a a hundred 50 200 emails a day through through email automation tool because marketing can do that at a much bigger scale and um, and much with much less cost, they don't have to pay for an SDR to do that. Um, so with outbound, you really most effective programs uh, do research on okay, what are my key uh, verticals or industries that we've seen the most success in? So like um, we had a client that. Did uh, had a, a very well known research firm um, come in, and this is a, a company that's been around for uh, you know over ten years. So they have historical data, um, and they they looked at all of their their closed business or, or deals or closed loss, and found that there were you know their core verticals were uh, you know like finance, um, computer software, and healthcare. So with Outbound, we, that program focused on mainly those verticals. Sure, we could go outside, but you, know, we were, you, you have to be laser focused on those verticals 
and then and then really understand the ICP of the client. So like their ideal customer. So like what's the right title? Um, we covered the industry. So now it's just a matter of leveraging LinkedIn, and and we're 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 a big proponent of Sales Navigator here. Um, so leveraging LinkedIn and doing the right research with. Um, you know, Boolean search and um, pulling in maybe target accounts that the sales reps provide, like give give me your five or 10, you know, dream accounts that you want to get into and and we'll work on, you know, bringing in the, the proper uh, uh, prospects into your CRM and, and then executing really personalized outreach because you're not going to always get those hits like, Hey, yeah, I'm reaching out from XYZ company. Here's the value we provide. Do you want to set up a call? They may say, or, or do you have a project or initiative? Um, they may say, yeah, that sounds interesting, but right now isn't a good time. Reach out to me in six months. So now he's in your pipeline. Um, at about three months, uh, I'd recommend like reaching out or really whenever reaching out and and sending them like a relevant piece of content that you found that they might may find valuable. So that way you're staying top of mind with them and you're providing additional value to that individual. Um, and it just kind of keeps the, the relationship going um, on from the outbound perspective. So um, with outbound, it's much lower activity. So like call volume there's because we call it account mapping you know bringing it sometimes we just start with straight accounts there's no people so we'll get 20 accounts um, we know the industries and the titles and we just build it out from there with some tools internally um, and then you're following up with you know obviously emails and calls our, our call plan is is very similar as far as number of touches um, which is uh, you know eight to twelve over two to three weeks the combination of call and email um, but you're with, with the research that's involved in strategic outbound you're looking at you know like almost ha half the number of dials to an inbound project that's set up on sales loft or outreach or one of those platforms and they are able to do you know hundreds of calls in a day um, so it's it's much different but we've seen tremendous success when it comes to outbound when it's you know uh, executed properly um, and everything's aligned in the right in the right way. Interesting. Okay. What what kind of metrics uh, should a company have uh, that are important uh, before building out an SDR? Uh, so before building out an SDR team, uh, I mean, understanding what your close ratio is, so you can work back backwards and figure out how many you need. Um, uh, what other ones would be uh, really important? Let's see here. Um, obviously, the, so yeah, the close ratio and then, um, you know, metrics looking at their pipeline and how many, how many touches it takes to, to, uh, to reach a prospect or how many, what, what percentage of their pipeline is flipping like uh, in industry average is like, at least for for sales development is like 50 to 60 percent of your, of your pipeline will flip into um, a sales qualified lead so under, understanding that just so they have a sense of like 
where, you know, when they bring on an SDR, are they improving or how, how are they doing? And they can benchmark kind of where they're at. Okay. You said uh, the industry average uh, for an SDR to take the lead into a qualified, uh, sales qualified, is 50 to 60%. Is that for outbound or for inbound? Uh, for both. So once, oh, yeah. So and kind of, kind of staying on metrics here. Like for an SDR team, the we we've been following the the serious decisions waterfall method, which is really well known. Which is, um, you know, ISQL to SQL to SAL. Um, some some companies flip to SQL and SAL. I don't know why. It's just it, it, it varies from company to company. But ISQL is inside sales qualified lead. Uh, SQL sales qualified lead, and then sales accepted lead. Um, so then you measure the conversions between each. But from that ISQL stage to SQL stage, you should be seeing a fifty to sixty percent. Um, you know, success rate in your pipeline flipping over. So say like if somebody said follow up with me in May, um, or if you had four people say that, you should see two to, if you have three, then you're at a 75% conversion on your pipeline, which is awesome. And what do you count a, a sales accepted lead as? Like, how do you, yeah. how does a, a salesperson say i accept this yeah so that's a that's a really good question and i think there's like a stigma even in uh outsourced sales development um in general that oh these these guys are just setting up very loosely qualified meetings um and that's that's one thing that 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 we don't do um and and even like an internal team doesn't do they these are one the client sets the qualification standard. So like, do they need to have X number of developers? Do they need to have, um, you know, Kubernetes, all, all, all sorts of different stuff. So like our, our SDRs are, are reaching out and gathering this information. Um, and then once it's ready, like it, the, the time is right. There's a project or initiative within six months where they're going to, you know, do an evaluation and possibly purchase. Um, then we set up the meeting. Um, but it's not just like, Hey, you know, this is, this is Mike Casina calling here. And, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm reaching out from XYZ company. Uh, you know, do you want to take a call with, with my, my director next week? That would not be a great uh, a great meeting for your sales rep. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> definitely not. All right, so let's say I'm a, a small company and I'm wanting to to build my SDR team. Where do I start? Um, so most uh, 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 people in that situation, the first decision to make is okay, do I want to build this internally or do I want to outsource it? Those are the two options you have. That's it. Okay, let's say I want to, let's say I want to build it internally. Sure. So building it internally, uh, you need to hire, um, you know, uh, uh, usually an SDR manager kind of comes later. So like you're going to hire an SDR. Um, maybe he's like a player coach. Uh, for the other SDRs that will soon be that will soon to follow, um, but then if they're reporting to the VP of Sales or like the VP of Marketing, um, those folks are very busy and they have lots on their plate. 
Um, so sales development really works best when there's a, a dedicated manager because they need that coaching. I mean, SDRs are typically more junior in their you know career path. So um, you know, being able, they need somebody to 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 be there, like in the trenches with them, rolling up their sleeves. Um, you know, really focused on uh, like on their call numbers. Um, are they hitting their goals? Contain and then having the manager set you know mini weekly goals along the way. Like, hey, send me two really good um, uh, uh, rec- uh, calls that you had for me to pull the recordings, or or even bad calls, um, so that we can sit down and do a review next week or whatever. Um, things like that. Uh, get uh you know provide a ton of value to the sdr and provide really great moments of of coaching okay so when you're hiring a a sdr what kind of traits are you looking for um so the main traits that we look for uh for hiring an sdr is First, uh, uh, you know, past success in in anything. So, like, it doesn't have to be sales development. Just somebody who who's been successful in the past. Um, coachability is huge. Like I said, like uh, if they if you can't, it's okay if they don't have sales development experience. Um, you can you can train somebody very quickly in how to be a good SDR if they're coachable. Um, if they, you know, you, if you provide, uh, some insights into how to improve their message and, and they, and they make the tweaks, um, then you'll, you'll have a great SDR there and, and, and continue, and they'll continue to get better. Attitude is a big thing. Staying positive. Um, if you're being negative all the time, it's almost like a self-fulfilling prophecy. Like, Oh, nobody picks up the phone. I'm not going to make any calls. It's not not the best thing. Um, and then lastly, uh, curiosity and being inquisitive. So one of the uh, major con- uh, contributing factors in my growth in um, you know just under five years, I came out of out of out of college and and jumped right into to sales development and then into leadership uh, was being extremely curious. Uh, so like, Anything I come across, you know, make sure you look it up. Um, being uh, really like always, you know, li- tuning into different podcasts or um, reading like a piece of content. Um, you know, my my favorites are Sales Hacker is is one that's really you know doing a great job. Um, Max and Gaetano um, running that team over there, and they they put out you know weekly webinars on real really really great topics. Not everyone resonates with myself, but they're resonating with other people, and they are really on like the cutting edge of sales development and and have the most progressive um, you know uh, tips and tricks and. They bring on great thought leaders. So that one, I, I strongly urge anyone listening in here to, if they're not already following Sales Hacker, get on, get in tune with them and, um, and, and just try to block off. You know, it's, you're, you're, you're basically educating yourself. No one's really going to do it for you. Um, so that's, that's really helped me just, you know, learn an immense amount of knowledge, um, on sales, sales leadership and sales development. 
Okay. Uh, how else have you uh, managed that change to go from that individual contributor to, to management? Um, so that uh, was probably one of the biggest challenges I faced um, in my career thus far was being a high-performing rep and not really having to worry about um, much else other than like, okay, I need to set this many meetings this month. I need to watch my pipeline versus how do you, you know, motivate um, and get things done through your people, which is a big thing that uh, Mike Weinberg talks about in his, in sales management simplified, which like that reading that book, if you're making a transition into, um, into sales management, that's like a must read for anyone. It, it really, really helped me get a grasp of like what needs to be done, how to make the transition um, successfully and, and what challenges along the way. So you're kind of learning from other people's mistakes. Um, but with, with myself, um, things I did, I mean, obviously um, having a mentor here uh, at Demand Drive, um, Lindsay Fry, our president is, um, you know, we, we, we've been meeting weekly for, for years now and, and she's been building SDR teams for like 20 years. So um, just asking, again, being curious, asking questions, um, trying to push the boundaries on each week on how we can improve our program. Um, and, and also asking, Hey, you know, what, what, did, what, what, did, what could I have done better? Um, you know, I, I say I gave a workshop to the company in the, in the morning and say, you know, at, at, at always asking for feedback. So that way you can just improve a little bit each day. Um, and, and eventually you'll, you'll be, you know, uh, much more confident in, in yourself and your ability to manage. Um, but some of the, some of the big, Big challenges are, you know, there's whenever you're jumping into an early management role, there's um, there's definitely things that come up like uh, you make early management mistakes like you want to kind of control everything still when really you should just let you, know, you want to obviously have a pulse on what's going on and making sure everything's running smoothly. Um, but you also want to not micromanage your reps at all and, and make sure that like they have you as a resource and they, that they're leveraging you and whoever in the company can help them. But, um, overall, uh, you know, it's good to have them, um, you know, as long as they're a strong SDR, like just let them get their work done and hold them accountable to the results. If they're supposed to make 50 dials a day and they, and at the end of the week, they only made 150, um, then you need to have a hard, a difficult conversation with, uh, with them. Um, that's one of the things in management that you don't have to do as an individual contributor, right? Like you don't have to really sit down with anyone and have difficult conversations and, um, a big part of that is uh, communicating. So like doing it in a way that you're, uh, you know, doing it with candor and you're, you're communicating your message, like to, to not demotivate them and be like, Hey, you did an awful job this week. There may have been other things going on. There could be, we all have personal things that happen and come up as long as it's not like a continued uh, trend that you see week over week, then, um, you know, that's, that's totally fine. You know, it's, uh, it's, it, it just happens. So as long as they hit their number to the following week, 
um, and get back on track then um, and provide consistency that's that's a big uh, big thing there I had another question kind of going back in time when we were talking about how to hire what kind of traits when hiring somebody you mentioned a really good training program is important yep can we uh, can we talk about that oh yeah totally so so what how do you train uh, SDR what kind of program are you putting together yeah, so definitely like say you say you you hire an SDR with zero sales development experience right out of college um or or just, you know, to to jumping into sales development from whatever stage they're at in their life, um providing a very solid week of um sales development training best practices around around sales development and also you have to train them on their product or if they if it's an internal team on the solution and and who their target market is who their competitors are um so we we've we've messed around with um the lengths of time that this onboarding program should take place and what we found at first, we built it out where we had, you know, different, we had very intensive two weeks of training. Um, and then it goes into more like uh, weekly workshops, like as, as they're, you know, they're hitting their phones and, 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 and sending emails. And that occurred over a three month period. Um, that ended up we still carry that on, but we've really condensed it and just so that way it's getting um you know you're ramping up the SDR faster. That's the goal of like any SDR manager out there is how fast can I ramp up my new reps that I have to as I'm scaling my team to produce consistent results. So um really condensing it into like 30 days of intense training and workshops. So they have all the knowledge to be successful. And then uh, a really important uh, aspect to any training program is have some sort of certification test. And it doesn't have to be like, oh, like you're like you're certified, but just like some sort of uh, test where they have to go through and actually like answer answer questions or provide them scenarios. So like if they're gonna be on the outbound, say like, Okay, use uh, your clients, uh, you know, first, first a question would be like, what's your client's ideal customer profile? Based off that, pick uh, five target accounts that you think would be a good fit for your ICP, then dive into LinkedIn Sales Navigator and find me uh, two to three prospects at each account that that would be uh, a great fit to reach out to and then what would be your your relevant message or take taking it a step further is you know hyper relevancy and providing them you know what what would be your your mes- message over the phone or, or what would be your email and subject line on your your first outreach attempt okay so just being able to to prove that they're ready for the job Exactly. Yeah. And giving it and really like give me the way I look at it is uh, from a management perspective is um, obviously getting things done through your people, but uh, also, you know, giving them all the tools they need to succeed. So whether that's like um, some sort of like making sure that all their like, like data is a big thing. It's not the SDR's job to ensure that the quality of the data is good. That falls on on leadership and management to make sure that 
the partners they're working with are supplying, you know, the right data. Um, and it's not like the SDR is not wasting their time calling into um, phone numbers that are completely wrong. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we all know that problem. All right. Well, uh, Michael, is there a way for uh, people to reach out to and uh, contact you? Oh, yeah, of course. Um, feel free to um, add me on LinkedIn, uh, Mike Cassina, C-O-S-C-I-N-A. Um, I'm always sharing, uh, you know, uh, not, not only demand drive content, which um, we put out quite often, but I really like to share and just provide value to my connections on you know, like uh, best practices in sales development. So if you're looking for a way to find, um, you know, the some really good insights in sales development, um, definitely add me on LinkedIn, drop me a note there. Uh, my email is michael.casina at demanddrive.com. And you can also um, follow me on Twitter at Mike Casina. Great. Mike, thank you very much for uh, being with us and sharing your insights. Yeah, thank you so much, Adam. I appreciate it. Thanks for listening to Startup Sales with Adam Springer. Subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. To contact Adam about consulting services or speaking engagements, visit startupsalespodcast.com or email startupsalespodcast at gmail.com. Mike, let's close things off with the uh, with five last questions. Uh, what is your favorite sales or leadership book? Uh, so that goes back to uh, sales management simplified. Um, just out of the fact that it it helped me so much um, in my the hardest period of my my career thus far, which was that transition. Um, it, it really, really helped me a lot. So, uh, uh, yeah, that sales management simplified that. Excellent. Do, do you, uh, besides sales hackers, uh, is there someone that you follow or read for sales and leadership advice? Um, yeah. So, I mean, there's open view venture partners. They put out, um, they recently put out like a 2018, uh, SAS benchmark report. That was really insightful. Um, you have to do some digging to find it on through their website. They're a VC firm based in Boston. Um, also, um, you know, Jack Kosakowski, he do, he's doing some great things around video and prospecting and marketing. Um, Coca Sexton, um, there's a whole slew of folks on LinkedIn that are, that provide tons of insights. You know, this is free stuff and everyone on there in the, if you build your, your network in the right way, you can really get some great, um, you can learn a lot just by being active on LinkedIn. Um, and, and having a LinkedIn profile is great, but having a LinkedIn presence is really what sets, sets apart, um, you know, some, some good reps to the really great, great reps that, that build their own personal brand as well as represent their, their organization. Yeah. All right. Are you available 24 <laughs> seven or do you have uh, strict personal time boundaries? So, uh, I t Why is it every time I ask these people yeah, laugh? <laughs> it's, that's funny. It's just, it just, you know, with, with technology these days, it seems like you always have to be available. Um, myself, like in the summertime, I, and really throughout the year, like, uh, we, we work with a lot of West coast clients. So they're three hours behind us. Um, 
I'm available over email. I don't mind sending emails off at night during the week, but on the weekends, I, I don't do any sort of like work per se, like prospecting or anything like that. I'll, I would do, I, I would, I read on the weekend and, and listen in on podcasts and that sort of stuff um, for my own personal um, knowledge and, and continuous learning and development. Um, that's just something I have a passion for, but then there's also times where I need, like, I, I start to get, you, you just start to feel stressed out and it's like, okay, I need to, um, take some time off. Um, maybe I, I would go up North to like Vermont or New Hampshire and, um, there's usually no cell service up there. So you've got an excuse how to not be disconnect and go go snowboard get in, in nature and, and then you come back feeling much more you know well rested and and you you end up really um achieving more uh, than than if you had stayed there and been in the weeds for the last two days absolutely all right and what is your favorite tool used for sales uh, yeah, so you know, um, my my favorite tool is a combination, um, and that includes just because I've done a ton of outbound. I'm a huge proponent of doing outbound um, and helping our clients execute on outbound. Is uh, a tool that I started using in their very early days. I was one of their probably first users on Lead IQ, um, and that helps you build lists from LinkedIn with a, a really good accuracy rate. Um, and in a click of a button that you can either add, you could add 25 people at once, but if you have to suppress them against, you know, current customers or ops, you can do it, you know, one at a time, but you can build a list of 60 to hundred people in an hour. And that's at a targeted fashion. Um, and then that, you can either export into sales loft or in my case, uh, we use a lot of uh, Yesware instances here. So we've had, had great success with Yesware because it, it works with both, both Outlook and, and Gmail. So you build your list through Lead IQ. It's very targeted. You can segment it by title, by industry, what, what have you. And then through Yesware, you've got your, your automated email templates. It's syncing to Salesforce. Um, so we've kind of automated that whole process there. That's, that's been my go-to um, for, for the past you know, two, three years. Great. So Lead IQ and Salesforce. Uh, Yesware. Uh, uh, yes, where? Sorry, yeah. Lead IQ and yes, where? Yeah. Good. What is one, uh, one piece of advice you have for all the founders and the the VP sales listening to this com conversation? Um, definitely. Uh, you know, uh, with SDRs, they are. You know, what, I, I guess this is this is actually a, a really great question, and, and I, I've posted some things on this in, in the past month or two. Is um, having the VP of sales or even the CEO be an SDR for a day or two. Um, you know, these guys and girls are on the front lines. They are talking to your to your prospective customers. They understand the market. Um, sure, the VPs of sales get it at a high level, but they're not having those individual conversations and really understanding either you know how easy or how difficult is it to generate these opportunities for the reps to close. So, so my one piece of advice would be um, for any VP of sales, 
uh, you know, sit with your SDRs for a day and be an SDR for a day. It would be, it, it's, uh, I think that would be a great, a great exercise. So hit, hit the phones. Yeah, totally. Go old, old school and hit the phones. Great. Mike, thank you very much for joining us. It's been a pleasure and uh, definitely a lot to, a lot to take in. Thank you. Great. Thanks, Adam.